welcome to another episode of A Little Spooky. This is the show where we talk about things that spook us just a little bit, like cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories, or waiting very patiently for your dog to finish licking herself in front of you. My name is Colleen. My name is Everett, and I was hoping you would say that because I was going to say it if you didn't. It's so gross. We've been trying to start this episode for like 10 minutes, and our dog just won't stop licking herself. And it, Stop it. Um, you know, I, I, Yes, change the subject. <laughs> I have been listening to Ghost. I feel like I'm way behind in the times with this band because they're like, not new by any means. I've never heard of them. The Ghost? Ghost. Yeah, they're like, a, I think, Swedish, some kind of Scandinavian metal band. All right. Um, But the reason I bring it up is because I saw a meme of them recently, too. And it said that they're basically the love child of Black Sabbath and ABBA. And I completely agree with that sentiment. Is that because ABBA is the only Scandinavian band that that person could think of? No, no, because I mean, there's a lot of Swedish metal bands. I think it's because they're like pop metal, like a, a little bit more uh, soft with the vocals. All right. So, yeah. C- cool. Cool. Just wanted to share. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to be into it. I'm into it. What, what are we talking about today? Today. Oh, today. My sweet summer child, Colleen. I'm not your child. <laughs> we are going to the neon. Ooh. We talked about this briefly in another episode, but I wanted to give it its own episode and go into more detail about this. It's a cryptid. In the vast Japanese mythos, there is a particular water deity, or suijin, that has persevered through the centuries and remains a popular story told to children. Some think it is a malevolent creature. Some believe it's to be misunderstood and truly kind-hearted. But all agree that it's an absolute shitter. What? Who who quoted that? I wrote this. <laughs> well, okay, when you say shitter, you mean it shits? No, it is it's shitty? A, it's a, it's or it's shitter. cool? No, it's a shitter because it's like a prankster. Oh, it's okay. Like a I've shitter. Never, I've, that's, that's a new one. It has many names. But it is most commonly known as the Kappa. Ah, okay. I feel like um, we talked about this during the cryptid battle episode. Yes. All I remember is it's a turtle, turtle, turtle. Yes, it is a turtle. I like turtles and it's a badass. All right. First, I wanted to read a story. This is just a direct translation. Well, I think it's not a direct translation, but it is a translation from Niha no Obake Banashi which is basically Japanese mythology stories. Okay. It's called the One-Armed Kappa. Long, long ago, a kappa lived in the water. This kappa would threaten children who were swimming in the river, pull the tails of horses walking along the riverbanks, and drag them into the water, and generally cause mischief to those around him. This river this kappa lived in was in a mountain in the province of Hida, and all of the villagers were troubled by its presence. That damn Kappa, I would sure love to give him a beating at least once. Mm. He's getting worse and worse every day. Oh, gee. Finally, some young men who were excellent swimmers went to the river to get rid of him. The Kappa himself was unbothered by this and was swimming as always 
easily at the deep bottom of the river. Inside the river is a cap as heaven. Anyone who wants to try their luck with me is welcome to come. They will be the ones in for a beating. When the young man entered the water, the kappa shot in a flash, wrapping his body around a young swimmer, pulling harshly on his legs and fixing his face with a terrible glare. When he was in the water, the kappa was even stronger than on dry land, and he was filled with a mysterious power. When he was in the water, the kappa would lose to no one. The young men, afraid of drowning, soon lost confidence and fled from the river and the kappa. Together, they formed a new plan. All right, the next time we have to get the kappa to leave the water, then we can grab him together and turn him upside down to force the water to spill from his head plate. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> okay. With this plan set in detail, they each decided which role they would play. The following day, one of the young men found the path from the fields that were growing cucumbers, and following that path, they found it connected to the river. The kappa. These are clearly the footprints of a kappa. He has come to steal the cucumbers. We will also talk more about that later. <laughs> Kappas are well known for their love of cucumbers. The young men quickly informed the rest of their fellows. Carrying sickles and wooden bats, they crept into position around the cucumber plantation. He's here, he's here. In the shade of the cucumber plants, a figure the size of a small child was hiding. It was the kappa. His skin was green and shiny, as if slicked with oil and on top of his head was an indented plate filled with water. For sure it is the kappa. Hit the top of his head and make him spill the water, spill the water. Everyone sprang out and shouting all at once, leaping on the kappa. But the kappa was not about to lose. He desperately turned towards them. For you see, the kappa is not only strong in water. Even on dry land, he is something to fear. Unless you manage to spill the water from his head plate and dry it out, he has the strength of a hundred men. Nay, a thousand men. The kappa effortlessly threw the young men as they came at him. However, he was having so much fun flinging the young men around that he didn't notice the water had spilled from his headplate. Oh no, what have I done? But it was too late. Picking themselves up off the ground, they saw the kappa lose his power. Fully drained of strength, the kappa plummeted to the ground. What did I do? Without his water, the kappa was truly helpless. The young men hoisted the kappa aloft and carried him in the house of the village elder, where he was tightly bound. I humbly beg your forgiveness. It is just as you say, I was wrong. The kappa's mighty energy had left him, and he sobbed uncontrollably, apologizing over and over again in a voice filled with melancholy. Well, this is no good. What do you all say? What should we do with this kappa? The young man gathered around to discuss it at length. The daughter of the village elder came by. Please, I implore you, speak to your father for me. Help me, help me. The kappa begged and begged. No way, you have caused nothing but trouble. I will never forgive you. The daughter grabbed a nearby ladle and smacked the kappa on the head with it. And at the exact moment, the kappa's strength suddenly returned. It seemed that inside the ladle, there was a single drop of water, and the single drop of water landed in the head plate. Mm. With water in his head once more, the kappa used his mighty strength to tear free from his bonds. However, his right hand was bound more tightly than the other, and in his desperation to get free, his right arm ripped from its socket. The kappa has escaped. Middle. After him, after him. And in all of the confusion, no one was sure exactly how or where to chase the kappa. Now, the one-armed kappa flew like the wind, escaping to the river home, where he dove in and swam quickly to the bottom. 
and from then on, the one-armed kappa no longer threatened or annoyed the people of the village. All right, so there's like a bit to unpack here. Um, this is less of like a scary monster and more of like the village bully. They're like, oh no, stay away from my river. <laughs> there are some elements that were not included in that story that we will get to. But the reason I picked this story to read is because it does summarize a lot of the things that are attributed to the Kappa. So its strength, its intelligence, its size. Sure, sure. It just seemed like it was more of like if we had a badger in our yard. And we like we like hung out in our yard and, you know, went around and poked its badger hole and it got mad and was like, don't touch my house. And then we (laughs) caught it and it cried and it was like, okay, you can move. Like, it's not scary. It's just sad. Well, okay. So what was not included in that story is what was alluded to happening before the story happened. Okay. So they alluded that the Kappa was a shitter as i said before and was causing mischief in the village and they didn't include that at the beginning of the story so it's not like the people were unprovoked like they they were provoked to so it's like a rabbit eating your vegetables it's worse than that is it yes i promise you we're gonna talk about it and it gets a little bit nasty okay all right so what so is far, a- it's a lovable, it's something you love to hate. So you're going to have to convince me that it's something spooky. <laughs> okay, so just to summarize what the Kappa is. According to legend, the Kappa is a humanoid reptilian or amphibian monster that lives in freshwater ponds and rivers throughout Japan. Usually only one will live in any given water source and they live a solitary lifestyle. So you're not ever going to see more than one Kappa together at a time. So where do they come from? If they can't, you know, get together. I mean, if they need to reproduce, they will. But when it's it's not like a lion pride, right? Like they just do their own thing like Bigfoot, too. All right. okay. because people assume there's more than one Bigfoot. There has to be. Right. How would I keep? Right. So the Kappas are kind of the same thing. They reproduce and there's a small population. This is what's believed. At least there's a small population, but they live by themselves. All right. All right. Kappa actually directly translates to water child, and this is due to its small size. They're usually about four feet tall, but never exceed five feet. And they vary in color. I believe in the story it was green, but they can Mm -hmm. also be blue or yellow. And it has an ape-like face with a beaked mouth and is able to speak human languages. They have webbed hands and feet, making them expert swimmers. And as the story said, they require water to live So if it ever leaves its water source, it must carry water on its head. There are variations on how it does this, but the most common method is called the Sara. And that's just like in that story where there's a indented concave plate Mm -hmm. and it always has to stand upright when out of water. So it carries the water without it falling out. Now, why not fashion some sort of lid or covering for said water plate? Some do. Okay. Well, those are the smart ones. Yes. So, and we'll talk about that in a little bit too, but there, there's some like different legends associated with that. And then they kind of adapted to putting lids on their heads too. All right. So around the Sara is a mess of gross, scraggly, usually green hair, but it's always in a bowl cut. That's pretty cool. 
You're basically describing Jim Carrey's The Grinch when he was that like chubby little green Grinch kid. Yeah, but, <laughs> but with a plate not, on his head. not as hairy. I mean, it has hair <laughs> yeah. on its head usually, but it's not fuzzy All like right. that little Grinch boy was. Sure. And then lastly, as the story said, if the Sara is emptied while on land, it will lose its strength and magical powers and possibly die. Now, and that's the summary of it, but what does it do? Yeah, why, why is it spooky? They're extremely intelligent, and some believe they are more wise than humans. They're exceedingly strong, as that story said, and some legends state that it has the strength of a thousand men. They love to fight, especially sumo wrestling. The cap is an asshole. Right, They right. fart towards anyone they see. Jesus. Tell, tell offensive jokes and peek under the kimonos of passing women. So he's a pervert. Yes. I Can I ask a clarifying question? For sure. Is this a cryptid that people believe exists? Or is this like a dragon where it's like a myth, but people don't actually think it's out there? Both. There are still Kappa sightings today in Japan. Okay, so people have claimed to have seen them. Yes. Interesting. But, but it is also an old, old, old Shinto legend. Right. Just like a bunch of Because I'm getting more of, of like, like Grimm's fairy tale vibe than like a... It's, it's both. People still do believe and fear in the Kappa. All right. We'll talk about some cultural things uh, around that in a second. But more brutal tales of the Kappa exist as well. They hate livestock and will try to drown any animals that approach the water. They will drink the blood of any victim, including animal or human. And there are stories of the Kappa sexually assaulting women. See, that's that's very different from the lighthearted tomfoolery of the original story. Right, yes. In ancient times, toilets were placed over rivers and streams, so they didn't have like an actual, sure. you know, piping sure. type system. And the kappa would hide underneath the toilet, and when a woman would start using the toilet, it would attempt to impregnate them. Uh, if a woman, <laughs> if a woman gave birth to a kappa child, it would be cut into pieces and placed in jars because they were so hideous and evil. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the story you read at the beginning, yeah, what that's like a traditional book of legends like the traditional story right i didn't read any other stories from that book i just found this specific translation okay. and i read it and i thought it was a good like summary of the kappa okay at what point did it start becoming a sexual deviant instead of like some somebody who's like get out of my swamp i told you he's a shitter <laughs> i um now when it comes to kappa babies mm -hmm. is this something that like People who in ancient times had like, I don't know, babies with deformities or something, they would just assume like you Kappa baby. You are very correct. And we will talk about that. All right. You're getting ahead of me. I just I'm I feel like you would remember being sexually assaulted by a turtle man. But just well, that just actually me. and I, I didn't put this in my notes, but that actually does that that is a thing too because of course no one like is being raped by a kappa but the way those toilets were set up little critters actually would come up and bite people in the ass when they were using toilets like right. river things like right 
So it's kind of this, it's like an allegory to that story. Or like the, the Kappa is an allegory to that. I mean, because if it comes up while you're using the toilet and remember Japanese bathroom spirits too, it's a vulnerable place <laughs> for whatever reason in Japan, hauntings and they just have fears associated with going to the bathroom. And I understood. It's just, it's a, it's a weird leap to get like slapped in the asshole by a fish to like being impregnated with a Kappa baby. Well, <laughs> some legends actually put the Kappa in a more positive light. Okay. If you come across a Kappa on land and its Sara is dried up, you can fill it with water. Upon doing this, the Kappa will be forever in your debt and help you with anything that's needed. It's basically the Chewbacca to hunt solo. But if it had water and you came across it, it would, you know, it would probably challenge you, you to a sumo <laughs> okay. wrestling match. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Kappa are also notably gifted in medicine and medical treatments, and they were actually believed to be the ones to reveal some medical discoveries to humans. Bone setting is actually attributed to the Kappa. Interesting. And they taught humans how to do that. Uh, also. Why? Why would they teach humans? I would think if a human had a broken leg, it'd be easier to beat him at sumo wrestling or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I assume maybe a Kappa owed a favor to someone or something. Sure, okay. They also gifted humans different types of herbs and healing ointments. Um, okay. So basically a lot of medical practice is attributed to the knowledge given by the Kappa. That's so interesting. That they it would it would get attributed to that thing of all things. It, I mean, it depends on who you ask, but some people think it's just like a monster, like a, an asshole monster. But some people believe it's a deity too. Sure. Okay. So it depends on who you ask, and you know if they're very strictly traditional religious. Right. That makes sense. But here's my favorite part, and I have completely avoided this, but I think this is the most common thing associated with the kappa i'm so excited to tell you about it okay go there is one thing that the kappa desires over anything else this is called the shirikodama this is a ball or bulb shaped object that is in every single human interpretations of this differ but it is either the human soul or their essence of vitality Either way, no one can live without it, and most attacks from a kappa are attributed to them trying to steal the shirikodama. How does it take it? Is it through the butthole? Well, this ball is actually in the anus. <laughs> and the kappa will reach up the human asshole and dig through the intestines to steal it. The human asshole. Shirikodama literally translates to small anus ball. <laughs> that's you some stories state that the kappa will eat this because it is a delicacy or grant some form of power some variations say that the kappa would never eat it because the ball would smell because it's an anus ball it would smell as bad as the anus it came from well what would it want with it how does it does it well, just like juggle them or something in those stories or in those versions it uses the shirikodama as an offering to the dragon king who rules all that live underwater. And does that one eat it? No one knows what the Dragon <laughs> King does. There is a famous art print that references the Shirikodama, and it's created by Hakusai 
Katsushika, and that's the same artist who painted the famous landscape under the wave of Kanagawa. And I, that's that big blue wave that's, yeah. you know, like crashing over. This lesser known painting is called How to Fish for Kappa. And the artwork shows a man hovering his ass over the water to lure a kappa ready to capture it with a large net. I actually have this and we'll post this on our social media too. I'm sorry, how old is this painting? um, I believe it was from the Edo period. So I think that's like the 1600s. I might be completely wrong on that. But I'm going to show Colleen the, the art print right now. And then we'll post this on social media too. Okay, so, so weird. <laughs> weirdly enough, I've seen this painting before. What? Really? <laughs> what is it? This is not the first old Japanese painting of, like, a weird ass position. Just hanging I out. I don't know the context of any other ones. All I know is that this one is, this human is using his ass to try and lure a kappa out of the water so he can catch the kappa. You know what's weird is like he's wearing a thong, which would just... I think it's a rope that's holding him up. No, there's like definitely some in there. Or you know what, too? The, I mean, maybe that's actually... I just think he'd want to remove that for easier access. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of those the the outfit that sumo wrestlers wear, where it's kind of like a little thong. Yes, back that's what too. it looks like. But I'm just wondering why you would keep that on if you're going <laughs> fishing. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it again, and uh, that's definitely not rope. That's some like weird ass clothing. Ass string. <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite part of the kappa is like this weird ball I or ball that needs to get. About the history of the ball. Who, why would you think it's in the butt? Why would your soul be in the butt? Okay, I'll skip ahead to that part because we're talking about it. So the likely origin of this is if someone drowns and is washed up onto shore, usually their anus will be extended. And that's just like what the body naturally does. But if that is the case, it will definitely look like it, it's been like something reached into your ass. Like you pooped out a bowling ball or something? Yeah, pretty much. So any body that washes up to shore and people find it, you know, they're thinking because like, they don't have the knowledge of like why that would happen scientifically. So they're right. thinking some someone sexually assaulted this person. So a lot of people think that is the origin of why the small anus ball is like the source of the human soul or their essence in like a physical ball form. You would, you'd find a body and the butthole is where you focus your attention. Well, (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, I guess we're talking rudimentary autopsies, but like, I think that would be pretty apparent though. Like it wouldn't look normal. Like (laughs) if you're looking over the entire body, you're going to see the bloating (laughs) of the skin and everything. But then you look at the butt and then there's just like a huge gaping butthole. Oh, you learn something new every day. So it's thought that like you poop out this this ball of life when you die. Hmm. I assume Maybe. it's your soul. Maybe. Or they're assuming if if they got you out of the water, they think a kappa reached up in there. Right. Okay. I yeah. Get it. No, I think I think the idea is, and I mean, obviously, I'm not Japanese, so I don't know for sure. But I would imagine if someone died under normal circumstances, that ball would just kind of dissipate like that because their life has ended. It has no need for that ball anymore. So it would just kind of 
dissipate and go away. Because so the Kappa would have to be pretty like obviously the Kappa is the one who killed these people that were in the water, right? For their ass balls, right? Okay, all right. Well, I'm <laughs> to each his own. To each his own. So now we're gonna talk about how to beat the Kappa. Okay. So we've talked about this a lot, but Kappa are generally seen as pranksters. However, they also have an unusual obsession with politeness and human tradition. This is thought to be because they have greater intelligence than humans, so they abide by the same customs and traditions of the Japanese people. Interesting. You'd think that the Japanese people, at least the ones who would have believed this to have been a deity, would have adapted their customs to follow the Kappa. As opposed right. to the Kappa following their tradition. Right. And I guess I maybe worded that poorly, but I think that is the idea okay. where we learned these traditions from deities like the Kappa. Okay. So because even though it is a shitter, it is still polite when needed. So if a Kappa challenges you to a fight, you should always start with a deep bow. If the water falls out of the Sara in a return bow, it will lose its strength and possibly retreat or freeze up. However, there are also stories of the Kappa adapting to this trick. They will always return a bow, but some have learned to carry a metal plate with them and place it on their head to keep the water in place. There you go. I thought they were wise. They are wise. But if you are unable to get the water off the head, the next best thing to do is go for the arms just like in that story. Apparently, an arm can be easily removed from a kappa, so if you are able to steal its arm in a sneak attack, it will incapacitate it. The kappa will give anything in return for its arm, but may hold a grudge afterwards. <laughs> I mean, understandable. So are there any recent accounts of people having fought one of these bad boys? Fought? No. But I did read a couple stories from the past decade of people just encountering the kappa in like rivers and streams and, stuff. and then like running away and it just kind of goes away yeah you'd think it would hunt them for their ass ball right you would think how aggressive is a kappa apparently very aggressive but in the past like i would say since the world war the second world war there really hasn't been a whole lot of shinto legends happening with... All right. anyway i digress about that you can also treat the kappa to food it likes, and since you are unlikely to have an anus ball or a child's liver on hand... Well, you always have an anus ball on hand. Not on hand. Sure. Hopefully <laughs> not in your hand. You can give it the next best thing, cucumbers. Kappa love cucumbers, and it will likely give a small favor in return for a cucumber. There is even a practice that is still practiced in modern day to slice up a cucumber and write the names of family members on each slice, then throw those slices into a nearby pond or river to ensure safe passage. What? Okay. So, uh, is there it, any significance? It loves cucumbers. But why? What does a cucumber do, do for it? It just loves cucumbers. But it, cucumbers don't have a taste. They're just water with skin. Yeah, it loves water. I mean, fair. I just, <laughs> again, to each his own. That's just, that wouldn't be my first choice in foods I, I yeah, use I, to forgive people. I, I don't know, but there's a lot of weird things with, like, the cucumber that are still practiced today in Japan. So, like, there's that writing the 
names of people on the slices when you're trying to, you know, like take a boat across right. a river or something. But also, if you go for a swim, people also, and this is heavily debated too, some people say you should eat cucumber before going for a swim to appease the cap oh, for no, whatever no, reason. No. But a lot of other people disagree. You're just enticing I've, it to yeah, eat you. That's yeah, not only is it going to get that's the like anus being full ball, of blood and then jumping yeah, you, into a shark pond. Right. It's going to shark gonna, pond. It's normally going for the anus ball and your intestines and liver and stuff. But if you also have cucumbers in your stomach, that's just an added bonus. Okay, so um, here's an idea. Hmm. If you're fishing for a kappa. In like that painting? Yeah. Why use your anus when you could just put tie a cucumber to a string? Some people do that too. Okay, so which what kind of people are the ones that are choosing the, the anal route? It wants the Shiriko Dama more than anything else. Yeah, but if you're it's either nothing or cucumber. So it's gonna go for cucumber. Now if you're offering ass, then it's gonna go for the ass. But right. if it's I mean, if you're not giving it the option of ass, why would it go for the ass? Give it the cucumber. The cucumber. <laughs> I don't know. You should have asked that artist that before he died centuries ago. Yeah. I just, um, some people do things that don't make sense to me. Um, there are still some superstitions regarding the kappa that still persevere to modern days. Okay. A lot of people will carry iron, ginger, or sesame on them while traveling near water as they believe this wards off the kappa as well. All right. So let's talk about some origins. Yes, we are we, we already talked about the Shiriko Dama, the origin right. of that. The possible one at least. But let's talk about Kappa children. So there was that story of women being raped by Kappa and giving birth to Kappa children. Right. Now, the likely origin of this is leech babies. Do you know what leech babies are? And not like actual offspring of leeches. No, no, I do not. Centuries ago. Babies were often discarded by poor families who could not afford to keep and feed another child. These babies, as well as stillborn babies, were thrown into the water. It was not uncommon to actually find corpses on the shore, and these were called leech babies. Okay. The story of Kappa children was probably an easier explanation to tell children who come across a leech baby. Oh, I don't want to think about that. But that's the likely origin of that. Okay, so... So not no, not so much, like, disformities, but more so that practice. Right. I don't like that, so I'm going to move on. You said earlier that they were cut up and put into jars. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, that was just in one story I read. Okay, because the, there doesn't the, seem the, to be a reason for that, if you can just toss it back no, to its I dad. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it is pretty well agreed upon that the origin of Kappa children like and like Kappa's assaulting women is probably because it's an explanation for leech babies. No, that makes sense. Um, but let's talk about possible explanations now yes. for the Kappa itself. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, and... How old is this legend? Like it goes way, 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 way back. It's centuries okay. ago. It's I think it's as like, old as like. Can you find an origin for it, or is it just like one of those myths? It's, like it's a myth that has like I. I mean, I if I really looked, I might be able to find the earliest actual documented story. Sure, but I don't think that's necessarily even the first right. story. I'm just thinking, like, is it like dragons? Can anybody really? 
well, decipher when the first story of a dragon came down. Right. And this so. is also very similar to a lot of other like water demons in other cultures too, mm-hmm. like the the Kelpie yeah. in Scotland and like I don't know, there's a bunch in like South America too that are similar with mm-hmm. like demons that come out of water. But right. first possible explanation. Okay. Aliens. Yes. Yes. Modern interpretations of Shinto legends actually have a lot of overlap with believers in alien life forms. Some Japanese conspiracy theorists actually think that the Kappa and other water monsters are actually native to other planets, and they travel to Earth through underwater portals. These portals look like whirlpools to humans, and the whirlpools and strong currents are actually a common theme in old Shinto legends. They also believe that the Kappa could be aliens due to their superior knowledge, and they came to our planet and taught us some of their discoveries in medicine. Yes. Okay. Now, I like that, obviously. One Mm -hmm. of my faves. Um, Why would they be assholes, and why would they only be in Japan? The the Kappa? Like, if it was an alien life form, like, why would they start off as being assholes? Like, why are they known as being mischievous little buggers? Well, well, think of, like, our interpretation in, like, America of aliens, where they're, like, greys that abduct us and probe us. Mm-hmm. They're also shitters. And there's also that same Yeah, but that's connection. more sinister than someone being like, I'm going to fight you if you enter my pond. Or I'm going to reach up your butt and take your ball. Uh, oh. Right. It's the same thing. Ooh. So a lot of people actually do think that the Kappa is an alien that just likes to spend time on Earth underwater. And it, it leaves and comes back? Yeah, regularly. That's, see, that part's weird to me, but, but um, here's another, I like that. Here's another explanation, and this one also makes a lot of sense. The Japanese giant salamander. Okay. This creature is native to Japan and can grow as big as five feet. They have skin that is slimy and colored the same as the legends of the Kappa. Sure. Brownish, green, bluish, tinges, usually spots too. Mm-hmm. This salamander is also known to live in the same freshwater ponds, rivers, and streams as the Kappa, and they also grab prey with its strong jaw and drag it into the water. Okay, yep, mm-hmm, I see it. Maybe okay, the, so I didn't even the, think of this. They're not ocean creatures. These are river freshwater. freshwater. Okay. Yes. You think Lake Superior's got one? Are they like- A kappa? Yeah, they like only in Asia. I think the kappa is only Japan. All right. There are a lot of different variations of the kappa too that might be in like other East Asian countries like China and Korea. And there's actually- I looked up some of the other names for the Kappa. There's like over 80 names for the Kappa, and it's usually just variations of Kappa. So it's like hairy Kappa sure. or bald Kappa, just things like that. So there could but be the, other the, ones. The, the giant salamander thing, that makes sense. It's the same exact size and coloring, yeah. habitat, and it also drowns things. I too. wonder if they are, are they like elusive? Like, are they hard to find? They're... Actually, pretty common, from my understanding. Okay, because I'm just wondering, like, and they're gross and huge. Like, they right. I don't know how much they weigh, but like, it looks like if you pick one up, it's like the same size as like a Great Dane. Gross, but like fat. Well, I'm just thinking, like, 
it would make sense if you didn't see it that often. You know, like giant squid. Like how people thought giant squid was Cthulhu until because you don't see them around very often. And right. when you when sailors saw it, they were like, "Holy shit! Look at this thing!" Crack it. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you saw it often, you'd be like, "Oh, that's just another animal." So I'm wondering if it's the same with the salamander. Like, do they very rarely see them? And on the rare no. occasion they saw them, it was no. Kappa? I, I think they're, they're actually pretty common. Okay. And they actually only live in crystal clear freshwater, the the salamander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if it's nearby, you're going to see it. Like it okay. doesn't live in like the murky swampy areas. Sure. Like a lot of like stuff in like Florida. Yeah. It's only in crystal clear water. See, that makes it less believable then. But I'm thinking a lot of these modern sightings of Kappa Yes. Could be attributed to this. Right. I imagine they're a little bit harder to find now than they may have been centuries ago. Last explanation. It could simply just be a cautionary tale. It's likely that the Kappa may have been a popular story to tell children in order to prevent them from going near water and possibly drowning. If children feared a water beast that would eat their organs and drink their blood, they would not likely swim by themselves. Um, yeah. My mom always told me not to swim by myself, you know, because I might die just from water. Well, but you it know, could the be, drowning part. You don't got to tell me something's going to eat my butthole. Well, I don't think they included that part. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I, I'm just thinking it could be a combination, too, of those last two. So if you're swimming in like a river, like a very clean river, and you see a giant salamander, you're, you as a parent, could say, hey, don't swim in there by yourself because I'm not here to protect you from that kappa right there. You can see it right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I like the butthole probing alien <laughs> theory. And only, well, I realize it's, of the theories you've listed, the least likely. But it is the most intriguing in that it like is connected to... Yeah, there uh, are like a lot of parallels. Yeah, and now I'm interested in like... Let's go to a completely different corner of the world. Let's go to Egypt. Do they have a, a butthole probing myth? <laughs> Maybe. I have one last thing. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. I just, I'm just excited. I wrote a haiku, and I want to share it. All right. Mythical Kappa. Intelligent, strong, and crass. Please don't eat my ass. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it's true, though. Please don't eat my ass. I, Mr. Kappa. Yeah. Well, we're in Minnesota, so... I also... One thing I kept trying to find about the Kappa is if there's, like, female Kappa. I don't... Yeah, they seemed ge pretty gender neutral to me other than the, you know... The rapey the parts. The rapey parts. I don't think there are female Kappa from at least but none then how that I could find. become... So all Kappa are offspring of human and Kappa? I think so. Oh... I don't know, though. That's something I just couldn't find information about. See, and I feel like if you gave birth to a Kappa baby, you'd definitely be like, yep, this weird turtle man monk haircut bullhead <laughs> kid definitely looks like a Kappa. So I'm going to get rid of it rather than allow it to live in our water supply. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty much Kappas, but I forgot to actually write this in my notes, but there are so many Kappa characters, too. Like, just throughout games, anime, books, movies. Any popular here in the West? Yeah, I mean, 
I'm trying to think of some that you might know about. Um, there's an Animal Crossing. There's a Kappa character. Hmm. And what else is there? They're in a bunch of anime, too. Yokai Watch has a Kappa monster. Um, there's Pokemon that are Kappa, too. Are they? Question, because I know you get facts about Pokemon, like when you read them in the Pokedex. Mm -hmm. Any butthole-related facts? No, definitely not. But uh, it's not I, Kappa, then. The, the Lotad line. Lotad, Lombre, and uh, the other one. The, looks like it's wearing a sombrero. Those are all based off the Kappa. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that's the Kappa. All right. Well, I, you learn something new every day. Because that one was entirely <laughs> new to me. Do like you like it. the Shiriko Dama story? I mean, do I like the concept of it? No. Do I <laughs> think it's entertaining? Yes. Well, then you do like the concept of it. Well, no. I don't like the idea that my life force is stored in my butt. I like to think that it's located anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I just, human beings have weird associations with their butts. Anyways, let's get on to my story, <laughs> which is coincidentally also a seafaring story. Ooh, yar! This, this just recently happened, and it was in the news. So when you I, say the news, is it like all over the news? Actual news. Washington not... Post, New York Times. Okay, so it's not like a. What, what is that magazine called where it's like, like the Inquirer? Is that the one where they always put aliens? And I stuff think in so. The, yeah. National Inquirer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, this is an actual, real, verifiable story that has been reported many, many times. Okay. It just occurred this past week. Okay. Okay. Humpback whale swallows Cape Cod fisherman. No. Now. Okay. So you would assume he'd be dead, right? No, not dead. Still in the whale no. to this day. All right. So this article is by Deseret News, but it's basically all of the articles are just rehashed. Yeah, copy-pasted. Yeah. Fisherman Michael Packard was looking for lobsters near Provincetown in Cape Cod. He decided to dive into the ocean to see if his lobster traps had worked. But according to the Boston Herald, things took a turn for the worse. I imagine. So he had a buddy named Josiah Mayo. Mayo. May, like the condiment. The salad dressing. Right. <laughs> and he was like watching him. He must, must have been like his diving buddy. I'm not sure. He said that he saw Packard dive down to check a lobster trap. And then he saw a rather large fish make its way through the water. He assumed this was a shark. Because it was huge. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a fish. It was huge. And yeah. he was like, oh, shit. Shark. Like, Packard's done for. He's dead. Before it even happened, he's like, oh, I've come to terms with it. Well, no. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you see your, a shark swimming towards your friend. Yeah. I, what are you going to do about it? Other Yo. than, well, yes, but I imagine there's very few things you can do if a shark is that close in proximity to your friend who is already in the water and you and are not you can in the water. Throwing anything near you too, just to. I feel like that would just make. I, I don't know. I don't know shark. It's not defense, a shark. We know already. Anyways, so seconds later, Mayo saw Packard soar into the air and then flop into the ocean. So Mayo sped over on his boat. To help his buddy, Packard. Uh -huh. Packard said, I was just in its mouth. It tried to eat me. 
So what happened was he, a whale was eating. And you know, whales have those little hairy hairs for teeth. Yeah, you know, just the, like a big curtain of Yes, like, and what they do is they suck in water. Right, and, and that's then, like, like a filter. Yes, and then like push it back out and keep all the little doodads that are hiding in the water. You mean in the teeth? Or in the, the teeth. Whatever the actual name is. Right. He, Packard, got sucked into the mouth of the whale just through, through sheer force. He was like still conscious, but mm-hmm. apparently he felt like it felt like he was getting hit by a truck like it was this massive yeah impact sure. yeah he was in the whale's mouth apparently for about 30 to 40 seconds which doesn't sound like that long but like i can hold my breath for maybe 15 seconds so i'm just thinking back ya. to that scene and finding nemo with her in the whale's yes. mouth too so what if i don't know if that's in any way accurate but maybe it's not full of water at that point maybe he's able to like breach the surface in the mouth um, you know, he, that's not what he said, or not, he doesn't mention that. He says, I could feel hard stuff all around me, and I just thought, did I get eaten by a shark? And then I said, no, I don't feel any teeth. And I said, I'm in the mouth of a whale with his mouth shut. I'm like, this is how you're going to go, Michael. This is how you're going to die, in the mouth of a whale. Now, here's the interesting part. Likely, the whale had no idea that that Packard was in the water and yeah, it, was it was just collateral just, damage. Yeah, he's trying to eat its normal diet. Right. The thought is that the whale had some kind of like empathy for this guy. So instead of just spitting him back out underwater in the ocean and letting him drown, it breached the water and spit him back out at the surface. I bet they do that with like any sort of accidental eating of like a seal or something too but a seal could survive underwater so if he just if the whale just opened its mouth and like seal swam out that'd be fine this one right but i mean seals are also mammals and need to breathe too so i think the idea would be if it you know is knocked around in the whale's mouth it might need air immediately you know sure sure so i mean i'm I'm just thinking because whales are most likely somewhat intelligent so that's probably why they're doing it i don't want that animal to die they mentioned in this article when a humpback opens its mouth to feed, it billows out like a parachute, so the animal can't, can't, doesn't have any forward vision. And that's why whales often get fishing gear in their mouths and jaws mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's a little spooky it can happen to a, to a human. You can just hang out in a whale mouth. He's the only person that we know of on Earth, other than that one biblical story and that creepy scene in Pinocchio, that has... <laughs> Been inside and outside of a whale's mouth. There really, there aren't any other survivors of a whale attack, like or <laughs> whatever. I mean, you'd think we would have heard those stories, right? I mean, I mean, I'm sure there has to be others. I don't. But either know. way, either way, that is insane that he survived. Yeah. So apparently, he wasn't that injured. He has some pretty bruised legs. Yeah. So he has to stay off of them for a bit, but. Clearly, it has not bothered him at all because he is planning on lobster diving next week. You know what would suck? What? To not have forward vision. Well, when you're eating? <laughs> no, like, what if every time you ate something, you couldn't see in front of you? I That would be the perfect time to punch you right in the face. No, it just gives me a headache to think, like, you have an eye on each side of your head so you can see in two different directions. Like, it just gives me a headache to even think about that. I imagine whales have pretty bad eyesight. What would they need it for? 
That's true. They got to just do their. Yeah, they're just like vacuuming <laughs> shit in. Anyways, that's crazy spooky. I um can barely swim. So I don't like swimming in locations with anything larger than, I don't know, my hand. So you just have to fear the kappa. You go swimming. Y- yes, but I'm also not going to be swimming in anything with a current or anything with slime on top, like a pond. So uh, pretty safe. I wouldn't even swim in Lake Superior. Have you seen the size of those fish? They're like... They're big boys. They are not... They're spooky. Anyways, that's today's spooky story. We don't have any listener tales for you today. But if you would like to send us one or a topic request or anything at all, send us a DM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All are at NerdSlothHQ. Or you can email us at podcast at nerdsloth.com and put a little spooky in the headline. Subject line. Subject line. And check out our website, nerdsloth.com. And there's a link to our merch store on there as well. Mm-hmm. And next week, I got a story. It's not a cryptid story. It's like a cross between true crime and ghosts. ghosts. You'll see. It's a great story. And I... The following week, we'll be doing a listener request that I am very excited for, and I am currently in the process of reading a big book about it. So keep tuning in, folks. And we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.